I'm Spencer Beckwith for KUNM. In the early years, rock and roll posters were pretty basic. Large, legible print, studio photos of the performers, and one or two primary colors as accent. In the 1960s, responding to changes in music and society, there was an explosion of new ideas about what a rock poster could be. An outstanding collection of 1960s rock posters is now on view at the Albuquerque Museum. And with me is Titus O'Brien, the exhibit's curator and author of the accompanying book from UNM Press. Titus, welcome. Thank you very much, Spencer. You point out in the book that the wild new look of these posters was directly related to the popularity of psychedelic drugs. Right. You know, under the influence of psychedelic substances, the brain, more of the brain lights up and it does so in unusual ways. Different parts of the brain are talking to each other. More parts of the brain are activated. And so all the artists were inspired to start putting things together in unexpected ways. And that affected the wide variety of artistic influences that we see in the posters. My favorite line in the book, <laughs> it's a couple of $50 words. <laughs> I say that psychedelia is properly defined by its contumacious heterogeneity, which is a fancy way to say that they threw in everything in the kitchen sink. Art Nouveau influences, the Vienna Secession. These are turn-of-the-century, early modern art movements that tend to be floral, highly romantic. But what I really wanted to underscore is everything else is in there, too. Sci-fi, Asian art, calligraphy, Middle Eastern calligraphy, you know, and it's all in there. The extreme lack of legibility of the type. Hmm. Where does that come from? That's, of course, the generational buzzword, rebellion. So these disharmonious but quite exciting color combinations combined with imagery. And then all of these artists started pushing into weird territory with the fonts, really manipulating lettering. Modern design was absolutely defined by clarity. Less is more. Later, I can't remember exactly who said less is a bore, but that was certainly the psychedelic philosophy. Pack as much as you can into it and make it as compelling and interesting to look at. Many of us, Titus, look to these posters as a source of nostalgia. What can you suggest to us about a way to look at them and see them in a different way? I think to really analyze the visuals. Um, I saw an opportunity here to really treat this material as art first and foremost and not as artifact. I've tried to set it up so that you've got counterpoints. So there's some thematic issues that can be used to get under the skin of the posters and get past the pure nostalgia so that we can get some fresh insight. And I think art is often this, a way that, just like in the posters, all the influences and all the effects and all the ideas are present in an art object in a way that they aren't in a podcast or an essay. An art object can concretize all of this stuff. You can get the philosophy, you can get religion, you get eros and logos, the whole spectrum. 
Titus O'Brien has curated Dreams Unreal, an exhibit of psychedelic rock posters on view at the Albuquerque Museum through April 12th. He's also responsible for the accompanying book from UNM Press. More from Titus at KUNM.org. I'm Spencer Beckwith.